All right, everybody. This is the first episode of the Adhocracy Podcast, and it is brought to you by nobody because I don't have any sponsors yet. So if you enjoy this, just uh, tell your friends about it, however you want to do that. Social media, snail mail, uh, Pony Express, whatever works. Uh, tonight, we talked with Mr. Jeff Graham, went over obstacle course racing, his new job at NASA with the SLS program. Uh, we discussed, obviously, uh, COVID is impacting a lot of our lives right now, but also uh, a little bit on Neuralink and even worked in some dinosaurs. So I hope you enjoy it. Please welcome Mr. Jeff Graham. Okay, now, boom. Now we're going. It's not, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. Um, yeah, so this is the Adhocracy Podcast. I've got Mr. Jeff Graham on the line here. And uh, yeah, this is the first podcast, and I'm excited. Thank you, Jeff, for being here. Um, big Honest. reason why I uh, asked you to come on is um, you're the first person who really kind of got me going on podcasts, so it seemed appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Podcasts are great, so. Yeah. So, um, you said scotch, yes? Yeah, I got some scotch, some mix, mix something my buddy got me. Okay, um, I actually emptied in. the bottle. This was the last pour, and I kind of feel guilty now because we had stagers come in to stage the place for viewings this week, and they kind of set up the bottles a certain way, and I emptied it. So I don't. So I just threw it out. I'm like, I'm not gonna leave an empty bottle here, and I, I kind of adjusted it with some Jameson, but I don't know. Okay. Oh, you know what? That's what I should have done. I should have poured some Jameson into the whiskey. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Just don't tell anyone, you know. Well, it's just staged, so. As well, now I told you, and now if you get like a million vis- a listeners, a million people will now know that I put Jameson in a scotch bottle. I won't tell anyone. I won't tell. You just got to hope that the person who comes and views your house doesn't decide to be a whiskey snob or a scotch snob. Well, that's it. It's like, what the hell is this? Well, I hope I would take it with me when I left. No, but when they come to see your house, right? When they come see your house the first time. Well, I hope they don't drink my stuff. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cheers. (laughs) So I got the the big cubes too, like um, like maybe like. Oh. Two inches by two inches by two inches. Cube. I've thought about getting whiskey stones. I've never actually done it. I don't have any ice in this one right now, but uh, yeah. it's usually a better way to do it. Yeah. Cut it. A I'd little. like to become a whiskey snob, but I just never have the time because I feel like I'm always training for something. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, you got to quit drinking. <laughs> or I just want to have a scotch when I'm celebrating something or I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I was a snob, then you'd be drinking it all the time, and like, so then it's not that special. When I first started drinking whiskey, um, it was my uh, brother-in-law um, who got me. He's like, "You should try this." And I was like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." And then tried a couple different whiskeys, some scotch, and was like, "I don't taste a difference at all." <laughs> but then uh, I got a tin cup, and I drank that for a long time, mostly because it was. It's good whiskey and it wasn't too expensive and drank that for 
quite a while and then I had a different whiskey and then I really tasted the difference. So it, it, it just took time with me. I don't know. My palate isn't as well attuned as, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I find it better. Like if you're somewhere and they have flights and they have the, the notes on it and like, Oh, a smoky flavor. Then if you sit there and like sip it and you're like, okay, I can taste this mm-hmm. the smokiness and, mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, it's, it's from this region of Scotland or, you know, like, Oh, okay. All right. I was really excited about this one. Uh, this is acoustician. I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but it's a lowland scotch. Um, as opposed to, I usually drink uh, Highlands. I don't yeah. like the, I don't, I don't like the peaty ones. The peaty ones are just, eh, um, yeah. in my mind, I don't like those. Yeah. Is that what you brought uh, last night? No, I brought tin cup last night and the, that, that tin cup was a, they, they just released like a 10 year an aged 10 year version. Usually they it's, I don't know how long it's aged. Apparently it's not aged at all, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's from Colorado and it's made with Rocky mountain oh. water. So okay. I like it because of that, you know, yeah. it's good. So Rocky mountain water's got a little, you know, elk urine in it and stuff like that and beer, you know, feces run through it. So it's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so training. You're still doing lots of training. So are you, is this, is this scotch like a once a month thing or, or what's going on with that? Well, no, I haven't. Whenever I'm training for something, I don't sit, I'm not an alcoholic. So it's not like I need to quit drinking. Um, I just, you know, sometimes I'll hang out with people and I'll drink too much and then that'll mess up training the next day. So that doesn't happen anymore, but I just try and add the goal of like a month before the race or event, whatever it is, maybe two months, I'll stop just drinking and eating stuff that's better. I mean, I'm not an alcoholic, so cold (laughs) turkey is easy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always, for a long time, I, I did that too, but like, usually I just drank beer and for a long time I, I did that, but then it felt like it was. I don't know. I missed it. Those like just having a beer. Cause we, we do um, pizza and a movie on Friday nights around here. And I like having a beer with that. So I would usually keep, keep up with that, but I would cut back everything else. Yeah. P- Pizza's rough. I had pizza Friday night and <laughs> Saturday I had to do the 20 miles and it was just, I felt it. So. Yeah. I, those runs that we used to do at Lord Hill, like I was always running on pizza and I think it was always a bad choice, but, um, you know, the kids, the kids like pizza in a movie. So I do too. <laughs> yeah. It's a good combination. It's really yeah. solid. Yeah. But so when you're training for, is it the Nashville ultra? Is that what you said? No, no, I had to switch. So Nashville is just a regular Spartan super and then a sprint the next day on Sunday. So what happened was my half brother, I was convincing to run something with me. I was going to run the super in Arizona in February by myself competitively. And then Sunday I was going to run the sprint with him. They canceled that like in end of December or Mm -hmm. early January. I don't remember when, but they canceled it quick. And uh, so I had two races that, and then they moved it to like November and because I got the new job and I had to move to Alabama, I was like, well, I just don't know if I want to start planning trips like that so soon. So there was a Nashville one in October. 
So I'm like, I'll move those the Super and Sprint to Nashville Super and Sprint. And whether I can convince people to come with me or not, it's like an hour and a half drive for me from my new home once I get there. So nice. So, nice. so, so what what ultra are you doing then? So my first race this year is going to be a Spartan Ultra. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's a June. So we were going to do Montana, but Kevin dropped out, right? Mina yeah. moved. You yeah. might remember Mina? He moved. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So it was, and Dalton never signed up. I was the only one signed up for the Montana Ultra. And you were, and then you were like, I might do the Beast. I'm not doing the Ultra. But I'm signed up for the Beast still. You did? Yeah. <laughs> but after, I think Kevin kept thinking it was going to get canceled. It, to me, I think it's still going to go on. Yeah. And I wanted that race to be my last hurrah here in Washington before I moved. But it seems like that weekend is the weekend I'm moving right now. Yeah. So it's like, what do I do? Do I delay moving so I can run a race? Like, is that very adult, adult-ish, you know? Like, that's kind of childish, you know? Because it's not just my life. It's, you know, my fiance, my dog, my job, you know? Like, account for the dog. The dog might not want to go to Montana. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved that race to Ohio. So I've already been in Huntsville for a while. And I needed to get an ultra in because I'm tra- I started training for it and I just don't want to stop training. So I moved it to it's June 4th now in Ohio, somewhere near Cleveland. Um, so that's June 4th. I convinced Mina. So Mina is working in like normal Illinois at the River Van River Van plant, you know, the electric company truck company that he's working in Mm. and so he's gonna fly to detroit i'm gonna fly to detroit because that's the only place where our airports fly direct to that's close um because our airports are really small in huntsville and normal so we're gonna fly to detroit and we're gonna drive to that place in ohio and run that together we're gonna run it together so you have a driver for coming back (laughs) yeah i'll do the driving because he's not He's not a very good driver. Um, he pays like four. four well, I mean, you're going to be broken. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's better to be safe and broken than broken and not safe. I so, suppose. I suppose. Yeah. So we're going to run it together um, because it's we're training for Montana. So we're doing a lot of hills. Ohio, I'm not saying Ohio is going to be easy, mm-hmm. but it's definitely going to be easier than Montana. Yeah. Montana always had some pretty brutal hills, which yeah. I'm sure they would have incorporated. So, yeah. And I remember talking to me and I'm like, well, since it's going to be easier, we should race in obstacles and make it fun. And he's, he's talking to me is like, you know, this is over 30 miles. You're acting like it's easy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I am acting like it's not going to be easy. I mean, the marathon was hard. So why is, you know, an extra six miles with obstacles is going to be easier, you know? So I'm like, yeah, you're right. So, and that, so the, all that did was it moved my training back four weeks. So I just, how did you do that? How did you like change that up in your training? Did you just literally go back four weeks? And I just training? went back four weeks and okay. started from there. Okay. So, so how, yeah. like, what are you doing for that training? Because I know we used to do like just a crap ton of like lunges and bucket carries is what was so the previous. I'm doing, time. yeah, I'm doing my typical weightlifting with a lot of higher reps, lower weight to get the endurance in your Mm. muscles because you have to do things repetitive. I have no issues with any obstacles. So it's just keeping my current strength current and then add an endurance to it because now you're going to have to do everything twice because it's pretty much just two beasts. Yeah. So now you just want to 
keep the muscle endurance up. So I'm lighting the weight, doing heavier, um, heavier, higher reps. And then I'm doing a lot of grip training. So, you know, I have the, all the, the hand pulleys, you know, the finger strength one, two, mm-hmm. um, which I'll just do here while I'm working. And then I do my ma- maniac pull-ups during like leg day. Make sure I do um, this past week, I did 115 during leg day. And now I'm going to try and do 200 this week in a day. And in the gym session, I just got to figure out when leg day is because it's so hard to do leg day and, and running so much. Yeah. That it, messing up my runs so i'm almost wondering if maybe i should just stop doing leg workouts when you say, gym. When you say it messes up your runs is it just like you fatigue out or you yeah, like, just, get I, like you, you pump your legs out so much and they're tired you know and then you're just gonna go do 10 to 20 miles on them that's then there's no time to recover yeah makes sense yeah so upper body's never, easy i've never done too much lifting and running at the same time i started to dabble in it a couple years ago but you know, then I got broken. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it is something I, you know, long-term I do want to get more into the strength training and, and include that with the, with the running. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue to do Spartans or not, but yeah, it's changing. And I, the reason why I'm still doing them is because I, I have to finish what I paid for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Keep my rate. I, don't, I hate wasting money and it's like, well, I paid for these races and, and I think Dalton doesn't even want to do them anymore. And cause he just wants to stick to running, Yeah, which I mean, we had him. I mean, we could have got him into Ely and we would have yeah, all Dalton had was, these fun races. Man, Dalton was killing it. He was absolutely yeah. killing it. He legit could have gone into the elite and done well. I mean, I, I don't know if he would have actually placed, but he would have done really well. And like, talking about getting him some sponsorship or something to, to help him out. Yeah. With that. I mean, cause he, once, he he's always been really phenomenal at running. And yeah. once he had the grip strength sorted out and yeah. what was it? The, the, um, the Herkhoist lifting Herkhoist. that it was, you yeah. know, about the same weight as him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> once he got we, that, he was, he was a monster out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, when we ran Tahoe together, He's got me on running. I got, I can't really talk crap to Dalton cause he beats me. He catches up. He runs the beat. His heat is usually like 15, 30 minutes after me on the beast. And he passes me by mile nine or 10 and I'll have done no burpees cause I've gotten every obstacle. Right. But he's already failed one obstacle and he's still passing me. I really want to see. Back, he'll, he'll, oh, I came in third. Oh, and I'm like, I came in like 40th, but. <laughs> I really want to see what the like how they actually calculated the standings back in 2020 because he was they only had like what four or five races and he won yeah. both of the races that he did that yeah. year so he has to have like I don't know oh, that must have broke his heart but yeah back to Tahoe when we got to the Hercules that was the last obstacle before the finish and because we were running it together as like a fun thing mm-hmm. yeah you know, I'm like let me do it by myself you know, so I can do the obstacle. And then if you need help, I'll help you. And I did it. You know, I did. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, he goes to do it. And he's like, I can't do it. And I'm like, yeah, you need me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, then, and then you watch the video at the end. I took off. So, so yeah, I yeah, yeah. I could, yeah, yeah. So you could beat him, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beat him at Tahoe. And I did that if before. There's a place to we beat all him. Ran. If there's yeah. a place to beat him, Tahoe is the place to beat him. <laughs> oh, man. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, because 
that whole COVID thing, I mean, I'm still like I said, I'm signed up for Montana. The only reason I'm signed up for Montana is because I'm still just like pushing out the race credits from I think it was 2020. It might have even been the year before because I had that surgery that I, I had to kind of take a break from. But I've been just pushing those credits out so far. I I still want to do Spartans if if my back will get get back in shape, which I think I'm on a good path right now. I think I've got a good a good physical therapist who's helping me out with that. So I think it's definitely going to be possible. It might take time, but right. I don't know. I, I know Dalton wants to get away from it, and I don't know. We've been doing I, it I for so long. I, I just to do the electric stuff. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's going to be optional. I don't know. That... I think so. I hope so. I don't want to do it either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think I'm, I forget if you were there last night when I mentioned this, but it was the, that one down in Texas where they had the tough mudder and it was the ice and it was a low crawl through ice and they had the, the boards right over. So, while you're doing the low crawl, you had the electroshock hitting you. So, you were literally crawling through like, melted ice and getting shocked and low crawling all at the same time and there was a guy who we were running with who just <laughs> he just blacked out right and he, he didn't he all he remembered is getting halfway through and then he was done and there was some there was some dude who just like pulled him the rest of the way through who that dude is some kind of badass to be able to pull himself through and <laughs> like, oh man that was that 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 was by far the worst you know the the whole tough mutter electroshock thing that that I'd ever seen was my very first Tough Mudder. I'm glad they never brought back the, you know, ice plus shock because right. that's brutal. It's just yeah, brutal. It's brutal. Every time we did the Arctic animals, I always would stick my hand down my pants to make sure I didn't lose my boys. <laughs> it felt like they just went, because that's what the human body, also what our human bodies are designed for when they get cold, they, yeah. you know. Yeah, you got to keep like, Did I lose them? Are they completely gone? And you guys are running off. I'm like, I'm not going to make sure they're there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, and the way they mixed it up the last time we did the mutter, which was, I think, back in 2018, they did Arctic Enema and then they did the electroshock right after it. So you went through electroshock all wet. And man, that was a that was a different that was a different experience than having it at the end, because at the end you know, you're not always completely soaked. So that you felt that was like a full body shock. Well, well, no, they made us go down that big slide into the water and then electroshock, right? No, well, at, in 2018, the electroshock wasn't at the end. You're right. Yeah, that oh, that, yeah. that okay. was the last was obstacle was the, the was, happy ending. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but yeah, the electroshock was right after Arctic Enema and man, right. we, we, we did the link arms again on that one. Yeah. Such a bad yeah, idea. I don't, that's <laughs> such a bad idea to make that obstacle in the middle of nowhere because that obstacle is not for you and me. That obstacle is for the spectators. The people with lawn chairs. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we did it in Colorado and, and I'm like, screw this. I'm going to do the entrapment. I'm not going to get electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. And they were yelling at me like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not here for your entertainment. You're no. not paying for this. No. Like, I just don't feel like an electrocuted. That by far. That by far is the best way to go through that obstacle is to just take yeah. it slow. And I mean, they were yelling at me too to, to yeah. run, run. No, 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 I'm not running. It's that sometimes they have a guy who will push the whole cage so that the the bobs will hit you. I've seen that. Oh my gosh. I see I've seen videos of people going through it and then someone's hitting the cage so that they all start swaying. Oh man, that would be rough. <laughs> that would be I rough. I want that job. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then there was that guy that they used to have the MC right there too. When, you know, yeah. that day that 
I kind of got a little frightened of my own wife when she did that, the iron cross. You oh my goodness. Which, which just, just to describe this, since we're on a podcast is basically you're going through a bunch of hanging wires that are randomly juiced to 10,000 volts. And this guy convinced my wife to walk through it slowly with her arms extended out and across. And Oh my, I, I had wanted to go through the electroshock with her just as, you know, it's a good couple's experience. Right. You don't need <laughs> but, no but, but they, they had they had the legion, they had the 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 legionnaire loop or whatever that we did to go get our legionnaire headband and, and she was just through the electroshock before I even had a chance to finish that. And it was like yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I, I was up on the top. Me. Yeah. I was, I was on top of the rings and I was watching. I think I'm like, dude, and you're like, oh. Yeah, I gotta get down yeah. there, go be with my wife. And by the time I get down, she's yeah. already done and the crowd's yeah. going nuts because she just whew. Yeah, shout out to wifey. She uh, she did a good job that day. That was that was intense. Did not know you married a, a psycho. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man, yeah. It'll it'll be interesting, like to see how. So they they actually had a race scheduled in Arizona for February of this year. Yeah, they had more than a couple races scheduled earlier this year i think they put a schedule together thinking they can do all of 2021 but they Um, canceled in december for for yeah i'll have to check through my emails when they canceled it it might have been january but Mm. um i'm pretty sure that was scheduled before i got the job the new job and i want to i want to get to that too i want to talk about that too so but like when, I think when that got canceled, I canceled my flights and well, yeah, makes sense. I mean, I'm just curious, like when it'll really, really start to kick back up and everything will be back because I mean, things are, things are improving at a pretty rapid rate right now with like, right. like I've been, I've been shocked at how quickly the cases have kind of gone down here in Washington. Um, now, I don't know if that's, because, you know, we spiked over the holidays and then right. we came down. And I don't know if that's because people kind of, you know, got it out of their system to go see the people, you know, loved ones. Makes yeah. sense. You want to go see your family over the holidays, but then really hunkered down for the beginning of the new year. If that's what, right. if that's what changed the numbers or, I mean, the, the vaccine, vaccine is obviously going to help. And we maybe more people because of all the people that had it, more people immune to it now and they're not. Yeah, the herd, herd immunity, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, the, you and I could have so... had it. We might have never known. Like, I get allergies, yeah. and I've never thought in my life when I had an allergy. It was just, it just sucks. I'm itching my eye. I'm, I'm like sticking Kleenex up my nose. Yeah. Like, just. Yeah. But like now, I'll go for a run, and it, some pollen will get me, and then I'm all itchy, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's COVID. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's the, I had that one COVID scare where I thought I might've had it and I'm, you know, I'm thankful I didn't cause I was about to, you know, one, cause I don't want to have ever have had COVID. I'm thankful for vaccines and all that. But um, I also was about to go on that trip to Montana and I was, I had to get checked out and man, that they were telling me three days to get a, a reply back on that, um, on that test. And it came back in 15 minutes and it was like, like, yeah, sometimes when people get in here early, we can get a, a test result in quick. And I'm like, like, you told me three days, 15 minutes yeah. is like lightning fast. Like, th- yeah. this is great. It's scary. Because then it's like, oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would they know. be calling me so quick? Yeah. So that that was uh, 
that, that, that was the closest I've ever come to this, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because I mean, those OCRs, they are, that is everyone breathing heavy right on top of each other. I mean, there's not a good way around it. Yeah. You're destroying your immune system when you do physical activity like that. Yeah. That too. Yeah. It's not just a normal run or a normal work gym workout or whatever you do to work out. It's, you know, you're going hard. And well, so that all together. Like, yeah. I was telling Dalton, I'm like, we need to load up on vitamin D and C during this Mount St. Helens Bigfoot 40. Cause that's not the time to get sick. Cause if you get sick, your immune system is crap. Yeah. It doesn't matter how <laughs> healthy you are. If your immune system goes to crap, it might actually kill you. So just, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, like, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see them, them coming back. I don't, I haven't looked at which ones they've actually canceled and I'm, I'm curious if it's, they're probably canceling on a by state basis because yeah, of how probably, open yeah. some states are. I'm sure like, yeah. like Texas, um, you know, they, they're fully open in Montana. They, Montana got rid of their mask mandate. I want to say about a month ago. So they've been, you know, and I'm sure people are still wearing masks when they're yeah. out, but the mandate's gone so that, you know, it's anyway. funny. They weren't, they weren't on the news when that happened because yeah. it's such a <laughs> well, small state. Yeah. Well, they didn't, you know, Texas had that whole freak snowstorm. That was an aggregate. That was a major, <laughs> major event there. Um, yeah. And we, we used to live in San Antonio. So we actually called some friends who had, who'd lived down there and, and called to check on them and they were okay. They didn't have any burst pipes. They had a few rough days, but, um, but yeah, they didn't have any burst pipes, which that is going to be, that's going to be the big, big issue down there. Plumbers down in Texas are going <laughs> to, they're going to be set for years. Cause either you, you got to go fix everyone's pipes right now, or you got to yeah. fix everyone's pipes who thought they fixed their pipes in two years and turns right. out they didn't. So right. and insurance <laughs> will be paying for it. So it's not like, people yeah. aren't going to get it done because they can't afford it if you have health insurance you're okay yeah so, yeah so we got stuck in that storm too we were i was in huntsville looking for places to live and then i'm like okay the storm is for real maybe we need to get to nashville to a day earlier so we can fly out and we did we made it to nashville safely but then everything just they can't handle it yeah and uh we were stuck there for three extra days and then they, when they canceled our third flight, I was like, let's just drive to Atlanta. It was like a four hour drive from Atlanta to Nat from Nashville. And I'm like, and you can get a direct flight on a seven, six, seven from Atlanta to hey, Seattle. Hey. So we ended up making it back on the third cancellation day, but Jeez. still sucked, stuck in a hotel room. The hotel lost power for like seven hours too. It's like, oh, this is going to be a long trip. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, even around here in, you know, the Seattle area, when you, when you get snow, I mean, there are a few plows to kind of keep those emergency routes open. But I remember, I think it was last, wasn't it last year we had that big snowfall that actually, you know, usually we get snow and it just melts off the next day, but it was, we had that bigger snowfall that actually stuck around for, I don't know, like about a week. Yeah. I missed it. I was in Australia. I missed you're, all. You're lucky. <laughs> I missed all the big snowstorms that happen here because I'm always somewhere else. But then the year before that, when you guys had it, I was in Wyoming snowboarding, so I missed that one too. The one, the one where we were, sh- 
you know, kind of, you know, it's not like a COVID shutdown, but just like we didn't get our trash, like the storms landed just perfect so that we didn't get our trash picked up for three weeks in a row. So we had just bags of trash, which, you know, full of diapers and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, didn't go in the garage very often unless you had to over that three that that time period there but yeah but so one thing i i did want to talk to you about is your new job because that's that's awesome you're going from being a, a boeing engineer to a nasa engineer and both of those jobs are awesome in their own right but, but boeing has nasa engineers too fair point <laughs> they make but, they make part of the the rocket so yeah, well, I mean, NASA is just such a, and what they're doing is so big now, but um, I was just curious, I mean, c- can you tell us about what your your new job is going to be? And I, I know you can't speak in real specific terms, but in general, yeah. you're, you're going to be working with SLS, right? Yeah, it's on my LinkedIn, so it's not like no one can just look it up. <laughs> um, so I actually work for a subcontractor, um, but they're contracted by NASA. So I have a NASA ID, I have a NASA email address, I represent NASA. Um, so I'm held to the NASA standards. Oh, man. I am. Um, but so yeah, I'm a systems engineer. So that's what I was doing after I left manufacturing engineering at Boeing and went to the teardown lab. I was a systems engineer and got all those certificates and all that hoopla. But so I'll be doing I'll be in charge of the the exploratory upper stage, which is an upper stage stage of the SLS rocket. And that is considered a spaceship and part rocket. So when, when it's attached to the SLS rockets, you know, those rockets get it into orbit. And then once they detach, my upper stage can either, well, has its own rocket engines and it will either drop payload off into it'll it can orbit around the moon and drop payload off onto the moon or it'll drop people off so there'll be the 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 orion i think attached to it and that'll have people on it so so i'll be in charge of the systems engineering of the operations portions i'll be writing the requirements for the launch criteria so what they need to have a launch and then the operations on the ground and the maintenance requirements for those ground operations. So the, the package you're going to be working on, um, I know the SLS has a few variants already. Is it going to be on all the variants? No, it's going to be on the block one Bravo. So how do the, how do those blocks line out? Because I'm, I'm assuming there's some that are meant for, let's say that, you know, some meant for the space station, some meant for the moon and eventually right. there's going to be one for Mars, right? So, so mine is all, block one bravos everything before that is just the rockets and just getting sent up on their own i forget they're just block ones and then bravos will be mine and that'll get to the moon and then mars will be in work after that i guess i'm not sure my goal was to at least stay there until i can get people back on the moon because i'm still a little iffy about living in alabama (laughs) so i'm like well make the best out of it stay there, do a good job and get people to the moon. Cause you can say you got people to them. You helped, you were a piece of it. Um, I'm not the smartest person in the book. So 
it's still kind of cool to say that. So yeah, well, I mean, just just saying you work for NASA, I mean, alone is in my mind, you know, when you told me that you'd taken that job at NASA, my, you know, I'm, I'll be, I'd be lying to say I'm, I'm sad or to, to lying to say I'm not sad to see you go. Cause I mean, we've had a great time doing all these OCRs and working at Boeing and had that workout crew that's, that's, that's been doing, you know, that's Just where Dalton, that's where Dalton came from. And yeah, now it died. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm going to have to, start, I'm going to have to start over with Dalton again. Um, I feel but, bad for Dalton. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but to hear, you know, you, just going to NASA is, is, is cool. And then knowing that you're working on SLS, um, that that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And so, so and you guys took it, we, we talked about this a little bit last night, but you, uh, you guys actually took a break to just watch Perseverance land. Right. Right. Yeah. I've had on my calendar that our group told us, Hey, Perseverance is coming on. Are you going to watch, make sure you watch it. And I'm like, okay. I mean, right, right now my job is really slow. My, I'm not going to get like super busy till next summer because we're so far off, um, mm. which is good because now I'm just, I'm in all the Boeing meetings learning about what they're, you know, going through their PDR, CDRs of their, their, their designs and I'm just learning. So it's yeah. good. It's giving me a lot of time instead of getting thrown into the fire where you need to start writing these requirements. And But I don't know what what this valve is or what this tank is holding or <laughs> why do we need to cool down this tank so much because you know so it's so i'm not busy right now well i am but that helps break up the time of just reading through specs and reading through designs yeah i'm I sure there's a you know a helicopter too land on mars yeah <laughs> yeah that was like i knew that i knew that perseverance was going to be different you know it's going to poop out the samples of soil that are eventually going to get picked up and pushed back uh to earth which i think is awesome but then that whole little drone that we're gonna is is that drone going to be i want to say reusable but able to basically go out take a trip come back recharge and then go out and take and basically have multiple trips out i think so that that would make sense, right? Come on, you work for NASA. You're supposed to know this, Jeff. It, we contracted that out, so <laughs> it is NASA. But we they had uh, uh, I forget J J T. I don't know. I forget the organization that hmm. that that, okay. that made it and launched it. Um, and it was the first I heard of it when I got the when I was in the meeting and they talked about it. That was the first I heard of it landing on Mars. I didn't even know about the perseverance because. Oh just, man. So I, I, I really enjoy that, that kind of stuff. So it had been on my radar for a bit. And uh, the day that it landed, um, I was actually, you know, Boeing right now, we're, we're mostly off site, um, working from home. But uh, that day, I was actually on site, but um, everyone was, you know, we had some stuff going on, but I, I took my, my lunch break right at the exact time to be able to watch it all come down and see everybody get excited and um, it was pretty cool to see those those first few images and it's like like the the images we're getting back now are like they're really clear. they're really clear hd it's it's i don't know i have a hard time like you look at it and i think okay yeah rocks this that the other thing and it's like it's on another planet like yeah. that that in and of itself is just mind blowing 
it does look like the Utah or Arizona desert or even Australia. So yeah, you, they could be lying to us. <laughs> yeah. They just, they, they, they went to Australia and they, uh, they went on top. What, what's that big rock in Australia that you saw that they, they just went up there. Oh, Uluru, um, the Ayers rock or whatever they're called. Yeah, they, two they, just, they just went up there and filmed, uh, filmed up there. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's. I don't think they're allowed to have people on it anymore. So no, I I believe it. People are. It's a sacred site, and yeah, you know. But like the the idea that you're looking at something that's literally on another planet. Like yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that sometimes, and like I have to just stare at it and think about it. And it's. I don't. Know, I I just think it's really cool to. It makes you want more. Yeah, and it's like it's like oh, they're gonna launch a drone. Well, let's launch it now. Like I, I want, I want to, I want to see what this footage looks like flying yeah. around. I mean, flying around on Mars. If they're, if they're able, I I don't know if they're able to to get back more than just stills, right. but if they're able to send any kind of like a video from that drone that's flying around, you know, flies around Curiosity, flies around the crater, um, that would that would just be too yeah. too cool. I'm greedy though. I want them. They don't need to land anymore. I just want them to get into the atmosphere of like Saturn or Jupiter. Just I just want to see that images. I don't even think we can have the technology yet to do that, and or it gets too hot or too gash. I don't I don't know enough. But so I, I, I or at least go to those. What's that planet that they uh, found life on or something? Uh, the moon, one of the moons. Uh, Europa. Yeah, like why can't we on, just on, on Jupiter, one of Jupiter's moons? Yeah, yeah, and they're actually planning that. Um, I yeah, that one, I it hasn't launched yet. I think I don't remember, but um, that one, that one is going to be is going to be interesting because that's the one that they think has ice and geysers and you know potentially a liquid ocean underneath, and yeah. there's all kinds of potential under there to to find life i you know that it's uh it's long been a in the sci-fi movies i I love watching sci-fi movies and there's the one uh, europa report which was kind of a um they took uh they essentially made the movie based on like if the crew took video logs and then sent them all back and um spoiler alert if you don't want to know what happens um i'm going to tell you jeff i guess other people could mute but they basically they find this creature that, you know, that's the end of the movie because it's a horror movie, but <laughs> they find it on Europa. But I mean, like the, the actual like real world potential to find something there is as far as our solar system, it's high. It's high. Right. And I'm I'm very excited about that one. I don't know. I, I feel like it was supposed to land in the mid 2020s, which that's coming fast. I can't believe it's 2021 already, but um yeah I, I i can't wait for them to to make it all the way to europa and i don't i don't i don't know what kind of atmosphere it might have because i mean at least on mars you're able they're able to do that um the way that they landed the rover you know you have to have atmosphere for to be able to do something like that and, and i don't right. know if you'd be able to do that on europa right yeah i was just i, yeah. I recently watched a uh a Netflix thing. I forget what it was like seven days till or 10 days till, but it was um, kind of getting to the the Saturn thing you were talking about where 
they actually had a, I don't remember the name, a satellite that has been basically floating around Saturn for years. I'll just say years. I don't know how long it's been, but it was years. And they were basically prepping to burn it in the atmosphere um, so that they didn't contaminate Saturn. And they wanted to have this, you know, essentially a perfect burn so that it hit the atmosphere just right and burned up. Um, but that was interesting too, because apparently they had some probe I feel like they had some probe on there that they sent to Europa, which I'm feeling as I'm saying this, I'm thinking that's wrong because I'm talking Saturn versus a Jupiter moon. <laughs> maybe the way that maybe you're right though. Maybe just the way the planets align and yeah, it's able to shoot into that trajectory of Jupiter. Is it Galileo? Who was the one who came up with the, was it Newton who came up with all the, the way that the planetary bodies work with gravity and you can slingshot yourself around the solar system. I forget who it was. But... Come on, Jeff, you work at NASA. You're supposed to know this stuff, Jeff. No, I'm not. <laughs> if I tell you, I'd have to kill you. Oh, right, right. My bad. My bad. Oh, so moving to Alabama, that's, that's going to be a, a big shift. I was down there. Um, I was down in Montgomery for, uh, essentially boot camp for Air Force ROTC uh, training camp is what we called it. So I was only there for a couple months. And I actually, I did a welcome to the Air Force second lieutenant training there as well, um, which that that particular piece, uh, that, that base was downwind of a paper mill. <laughs> so um, I don't have the best memories of that place. Uh, Aside from the smell, though, I remembered it being really just hot and muggy and, and not liking it too much. But right. have you lived in a place like that before? Um, I lived in Florida. Well, that's close. I mean, that, that's pretty hot our But I was on the, the East Coast, you know, in Jacksonville. Um, I mean, then I lived in Rhode Island most of my life, and then here in Washington. I did live in Illinois for a couple months, but... See, that's all north. That's all north. Florida's not north. Whatever. You said... You, you, you... <laughs> <laughs> How long were you in Florida? Four years. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good amount of time. That's good. Yeah. Well, what, what were you doing in Florida? I was in the Navy in Florida. Were you actually like... Because, you know, the Navy has ships. Were you actually in Florida the whole time or were you out? out well, no, I deployed sea? to the Middle East uh, twice from there. But That's hot too. My ships were all always in Virginia because I fixed helicopters. So my helicopters would fly to Virginia and then we ship out from there. Um, so we just had a helicopter base, which was in Mayport, Florida. And there were ships there. Um, just none of none of the ships were mine. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So have you already gotten a place down in Alabama? We have an apartment and we just got into contract for a house, um, but it's a new construction and it won't be done till March of next year. Okay. So we have an apartment that has a nice pool. So we're going to take it as we're going to have a pool this summer. So nice. Well, that'll be, you know, yeah. moving from up here down there, having a pool will be a, you know, it'd be nice to be able to just go cool off if nothing else. Right. You gonna go work out in it? Yeah, because you know what? It'll get me ready for that uh 
It's called work out in the pool or in the yeah, work out in the pool. Like I've, I have always <laughs> wanted to do a pool workout cause they're brutal, but it's I've brutal. never had access to a pool. I've tried. So when I lived back home in Rhode Island, there was a pool. I used to work in Massachusetts and there was a pool right near work and I, I'd go there and I could do the swimming. It's fine. It's just, if you don't time your breathing correctly, it's really hard. So I was able to get laps in, but I wasn't breathing correctly. And I got out of the pool and I like, if I didn't catch myself like against the wall, I would have painted. Cause I was, and I talked to a friend of mine and he was like, dude, how are you breathing? And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, no, you got to stay on the floor, take a deep breath, you know, a couple strokes and you just keep it on one side. And I'm like, Oh, I don't go back and forth. I was just going like, you're a flailer. You know, and it was just, it was like, I was getting, I was moving, but I just wasn't breathing. So did you ever mix up doing a, uh, a pool workout with like, you know, flutter kicks it, you know, outside of the pool and pushups and burpees and all that stuff outside the pool? No, I was too embarrassed. <laughs> we used to do that. I don't like, want to do burpees on the pool floor. Burpee, burpees. I don't think burpees would work very well there. That would, that would probably be a bad combination unless you just yeah. jumped into the pool, I suppose. Some people don't shower before going in those gym pool. The gym pool is a nasty pool. Like it's ah. not. And then I remember because me and three work buddies, we would go to this gym. It was an, uh, and they'd have racquetball. So we'd play racquetball at lunch or go, you know, we'd always have activities. And there's always just this one guy in the locker room who would stay, eat sandwiches and stare at us, which we thought were weird. <laughs> we were adults. We were like 28 at the time. Like, we were just like, why is he eating a sandwich? And then you looked at his feet and you're like, oh my God, what is wrong with his feet? And then it's like, all right, I'm going to go in the pool today. And I saw that guy just walking up and down the lanes in the pool. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going in the pool today. I just don't want what that what's on that guy's feet. And I, I mean, chlorine kills it all, but it was just. Does it you, though? Does it? Are you sure, Jeff? Exactly. Sure it kills yeah, all that? In theory. Eating a sandwich in a locker room. That's something I haven't seen. I mean, yes, someone reported men's, men's locker rooms are weird. I'll just yeah. say that. But eating a sandwich, I've never I've never even heard of that. It's different if it's like your football team or rugby team and you're in the locker room, whatever. That's different. That's a family. But when you're with all strangers and you don't know each other and you're just sitting in your towel while I'm changing over there and you're just in there. That's that's weird, dude, and it's gross. Like, I don't <laughs> want to eat a sandwich where nasty ball sweat is. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's no. Uh, it's just such a. You get there to get clean, but it's still a disgusting environment. I'm gonna eat my this like, just take it outside. There's a bench outside. Eat the sandwich yeah. there. <laughs> but someone someone oh. ratted him out, and I think he got like suspended from the gym because well and not just <laughs> eating the sandwich but the sandwich and the stare that had yeah, like that like, combination yeah <laughs> he was old so it's like do we say something he's old like i feel bad <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's bizarre but I, i've always wanted to be able to do a, a, a pool workout where you do you know you like swim to one end you do like you know 30 flutter kicks at one end, you get back in the pool, go to the other side, do like 30 push-ups, something like that. And you just keep mixing yeah. that up. We did that a couple of times in uh, at Montana state in uh, the ROTC program. And those workouts were brutal. Like okay. they, and I mean, and they were fairly, I mean, something that I've always struggled with, with all the running that we did is all the impact, you know, my knees and my hips were fussy to say the least. And, uh, 
pool workouts, I've always looked to those because I mean, you can get you can get some good some good strength training and good cardio all at the same time without any of that impact. Yeah. It's just finding, finding a good pool to do that is hard. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll do it more than likely. I'll just swim around in it and probably do some kicks and stuff just for kicks, just for kicks. You know, but I don't think I'm going to do a workout in there. You know, it's just, it's going to (laughs) be little kids running everywhere and I'm out of breath and I like take, take a head turn into the water and take it. Cause you're not a flailer anymore, right? You're not a flailer anymore. Yeah. No. Then you swallow the pool water and you're like, Oh, that little kid peed in it. <laughs> uh, well, this pool it's man. I'll, when I moved there, I'll show you the pool has those like cabana seats where like in Vegas, where you have like your lounge chair in the water with the cabana over you. It's like, I'm like, all right. And it, it, and it's a luxury apartment in Alabama, and it's like cheap. So it's not like if this you, uh, if you this like apartment was in downtown that. Seattle, it would have cost like four grand a month. Oh We're paying like yeah, the like market five. right now in in Seattle in general is is nuts. Like, I mean, homes. We've lived in our home for, I guess it'd be going on seven years now, and it's doubled in value, which. I mean, I, I understand that home values are supposed to go up, but for it to double, um, I don't know. It's 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 bizarre. Um, I know Kevin got a great deal on on his house when he moved out, um, and and you you're just starting that process. Right? And what our agent wants to post at, uh, um, it's like wow. Okay, so like I said, we're in contract with a new construction, and I hope she's right. I mean. <laughs> It's if she's not right, we're off by, you know, a couple grand. I, you know, all I got to do is just budget a little bit, and I'll make up for it. Sure. But uh, we can uh, we can afford the mortgage with the smaller down payment too, because it's Alabama. But like the house we're able to get there, is and like the house, the amount we're gonna sell the condo for for the amount we're paying for the house, it's like it doesn't make any sense. It's like the house is so amazing that we're going to have, yeah. well, nope, it's going to be amazing, but well, everything we designed and what we wanted, it's like, I can't believe this is, we're getting this like at this price and we're selling this place, which isn't that much less than the place in Alabama. Are you going to have much yard? Half an acre. So Half I'm gonna an be, acre? I'm going to be, that was the thing. I'm like, I want property where I can shoot my bone arrow every other day in the morning before I do whatever I want. And if I didn't get that in my garden, then I didn't want it. And now we can have my garden and we can, I can practice my, that was my always problem. I can never practice enough. There's nowhere to practice. So now I'll have that and I'll have my garden and a screen patio and everything. So, Jeez. and a tornado shelter. So we'll be good. Tornado shelter is good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we added that. That was a big, like that was an option. Do you want it or not? And I'm like asking around, I'm like, do you guys really have, I mean, they get tornadoes pretty often, but I'm like, do you, does anyone, cause I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> be like, yeah, I got a, I got a tornado shelter. And they're like, yeah, you're definitely not from here. So I asked around and they're like, they're like, well, here's the thing. We get tornadoes every year and you know, you just run to the center room and you're good to go. You know, most of the time, the one issue is if that one big one happens and it goes over your house, 
that room isn't going to save you. You're done. Yeah, you're done. So I'm like, the only way you're saved from that big one or going so, over your house is that shelter. So, so is the shelter like just, like an off, like attached from the house, like no, actually a no, recessed it's basement? In the what? garage. It's in the cement in the garage. So you park over it. Wow. So what? Yeah. You got so to move your car before the tornado arrives? What's that? You got to move the got to move the car before the tornado arrives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. We'll see how it's set up. Maybe we'll. <laughs> we'll uh, we're small. My fiance and I are small people, so we can just probably slide right on. There you go. There you go. Just put a slide in. Yeah. <laughs> but she wants to put wine down there. She's like, "Oh, we can make it a wine cellar until we have to use it, and then we have to use it. And none of us can fit. Like we're throwing out bottles of wine. By the time we get the bottles of wine out, we're already sucked up through the tornado. So." Oh man. Well, I mean, that's cool that you can just put it right into, right into your house. I mean, yeah, it's better than running out in the middle of the storm and yeah, so, tree just comes and hits you. Like <laughs> all I think of, uh, like the most that I know about tornadoes just purely comes from the movie Twister. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. The flying cow is the best part. <laughs> Going between the two tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I actually really liked that movie the first time I saw it. And I was, I was pretty young at the time. And it was the first movie that I, I went to the, the, the store and bought the VHS copy. Cause you know, that, cause you know, when, when a new movie comes out, the store will buy like, you know, 50 copies of it and then they'll sell off like 48 copies. And I went and bought, I had a VHS of Twister, you know, (laughs) is that Jodie Foster, right? Uh, I is it? No, it was Bill, Bill Paxton was the guy. Whenever yeah. I, whenever I hear Jodie Foster, I just think of the movie Contact because okay. I'm a I'm a sci-fi guy, so I think Contact, yeah, no, Contact was his shit. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm glad you yeah. like that. That's like one of my all-time favorite movies is Contact. But yeah. I, she wasn't that, wasn't she? I think so. That's why I was asking because I don't remember, and now I want to rewatch it. I know, I think Twister took place in like Oklahoma and Kansas. I'm just assuming that. And, uh, but just to get ready, cause I did research, you know, and I'm like, even after I accepted the job, I'm like, man, I think I made, I think I'd rather deal with earthquakes and cause tornadoes happen every year there. It doesn't matter. And then they say research has shown that tornado alley has shifted. It's no longer Texas Panhandle and really in Oklahoma that it's now like that corridor between mid mid, uh, mid Tennessee Huntsville like that area. I'm like, oh great, we live in the that's new weird. Alley. But that's just research. They don't know, you know. It's just our, science. Just science. <laughs> no, but you know, you know, our climate. We have you know an ice age, a high. You know, it changes. So you never know what. That's weird. What it is. I mean, because Tornado Alley. I mean, like. I feel like I looked this up once, but there's not another tornado alley like that anywhere else in the world. Is there the, you know, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe there well, is, but I don't know. Tornado alley has its stages. And I know that it's primarily the panhandle of Texas, Oklahoma through Kansas, but it extends all the way up to Canada. Like can't, we're not the only place like Canada is a top spot too. Like I, I yeah, when, when I was in, I, when I was uh, stationed at F.E. Warren uh, in Wyoming, um, I remember one time we actually had a tornado warning and we had to all go to the shelter and it was very far away. It was very much an anomaly and people didn't take it very seriously. And the, it was a small twister, but 
Yeah, the Tornado Alley is a lot bigger than, I mean, because exactly, I, I think of it as, as it being as, you know, Oklahoma, that area. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I know it's a lot bigger. It's, it's crazy. But to hear that it's shifting, that's interesting. That's just research. So whatever Google, that's what Google says. What is Google saying? Yeah. <laughs> By the way. It showed it. And I'm like, oh, but I think now don't get it twisted. Pun intended. They get like Huntsville gets tornadoes all the time. And they'll be like, how many tornadoes do you get last year? Oh, like 50. And you're like, wow, 50. And it's, I think they count just the funnel, the formation of the funnel is considered a tornado, whether it touches down well, or causes damage. I'm it doesn't sure- matter. I'm sure that, I mean, there's got to be something on the ground. Yeah. For even just from that. Now, whether or not it causes damage, I mean, because you get those, I mean, I, I remember as a kid and even, you know, nowadays still driving through Eastern Washington and driving through like all the uh, farmland there yeah. um, on the, what would that be? The east side of, of the Columbia River. Like you see those dust devils all the time. And down in like Pascal, um, the twin, the Tri Cities area. St. George, that area. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, because I mean, whenever I'm driving across Eastern Washington, I'm driving to Montana. That's the only thing I'm doing. I'm not yeah. stopping. <laughs> I'm, I'm really gonna miss, um, our, uh, our drive to Montana. That, yeah, that that was a good one. You know, sit there and listen to podcasts gonna, all the time. <laughs> I hate to come back to that, but yeah, next year we're gonna try and do a Montana trip and we totally could we could I mean the ability to get to to Montana for you know one weekend early May shouldn't be too bad I mean the the snow there isn't I mean it can happen I mean it can happen in that time of year but we should totally be I mean I'm thinking next year I should at least be able to do some kind of a Spartan by that point even if I'm just doing it like a pansy but i can at least get through the race if i'm not running but i'm done with the long ones after this year you've said that before you said that after your marathon you went and did your south dakota marathon what what what, what marathon was that that you said you're you're i'm all done i'm all done i'm never doing i said i'll never run another marathon yeah so what you just run more than a marathon it's an ultra Yeah, it's more. Well, here's the thing. More. I'm not going to have enough time. We're going to get married next year sometime, whenever we figure that out. And then we're going to move into a house. So I got to move into a house. I got to build my garden. I got to build my archery range. I got all this stuff I got to do. And then we got to get married, have a honeymoon. Hopefully, you can travel around the world. So I want to take a month off. And then we're going to have to have a kid. So I'm just going to stick to beasts. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, any, I I told you this, I've told you this many times, anytime I walked up and jokingly said that we're going to do a thousand burpees for the workout, you're always the first one to say, okay, well, let's get going. If we're going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I tried doing the distance, you know, that same year that you did the, the marathon didn't work out for me. Um, but, uh, that ultra is going to be a totally different animal. I think um, it's a good the one to, game. I mean, if, if it is going to be the last thing you do for like a long distance run, I mean, that's a good one to end on. It is the, the Mount St. Helens one. Is that after or before your ultra? Yeah, that's after. So the dude, the, the right, yeah, ultra, okay, you're already doing it. You're already thing. doing it, <laughs> but I'm doing two within a month. 
<laughs> no, I only did it because Kevin and Dalton hate me so much that <laughs> they just love seeing me suffer and they love being at the finish line. And I cross like five hours later and they're all like, <laughs> I, I showered and had, I'm already on my second dinner. Huh? I'm like, oh, I finish. Like, that's all they do is just, they just uh, make fun of me. They just run ahead and then they make fun of me. Like just so slow and fat. And then when I catch up to them and I want to break, they just, all right, let's go. They just had like a five minute break waiting for me. You know, it's like, I've done that to you a few times at Lord Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you, you seem to be a glutton for punishment. I don't know if this, this year is going to be the last that you, you go do those. You seem to like, like up in the ante. Well, that's why I'm moving to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Forcing yourself into yeah. in, what? What? There's there, there's no distance running in Alabama. Is that what you're saying? No, there is. There's. I actually wanted to go to Arkansas because I've never been to Arkansas, and I needed a reason to go there. So I was actually going to run another marathon just to go to Arkansas that I found there. Um, but I don't want to live. Plan. You literally have a marathon plan in another state. I didn't do it. 2022, and you're saying you're done. No, 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 I didn't do it. I didn't sign up for it. It was just a reason. But now I'm moving to Alabama, so now I don't have to do it. Because I can just go uh-huh. to like, sure. a state over. I'm just going to go to Mississippi. Sure. So I didn't want to live on the east side of the Mississippi anymore. Now I'm moving back. So that's the glutton for punishment. I mean, well, you're moving to go work at NASA, which is pretty Sure, badass. the job will be cool. I'm sure I'll find people to be friends with and this and that. But I like the western states i like idaho montana eastern washington colorado i like the big valleys and mountains you like hunting there right yeah and the hunting in alabama is it'll be good i'm sure but it's not going to be like you're going to hunt here. some gators you can in southern alabama and where kevin's going kevin's talked about it so i'll come visit kevin and hunt some gators can you can you bow hunt gators i'm sure you could I probably prefer that. I prefer shooting my bow. I don't have to blow my air drum out when I shoot. Yeah, it. I know. You're talking about you're talking about having a range at your house. I mean, just just put a picture of a gator up there, and uh, you're set. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they would like. The, I'm sure they hate like because you know. So Alabama is a big college football place. So yeah. you know, Alabama's SEC, Florida's SEC, and Florida's the Florida Gators. So I'm pretty sure they're all like, yeah, roll tie, shoot that gator with the. Yeah. I hope the rationale extends beyond that, but yes, I'm sure that is part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, are, are you going to be able to do hunting down there or are you going to just like yeah. take a trip back? I'll, I'll be doing some hunting there. I want to come back here and hunt, but what's the sense? It's just too hard. It's so far. I can't drive my deer back. So, or I don't know. I'm really, I moved to Washington from Rhode Island for this one reason so that I can have adventures and hunt at the same time. It's not always about getting the animal. It's just the adventure that I love. And it's like hunt. when I took Kevin hunting, he was starting to get mad with me. He was like, when are we going to get a deer? And I'm like, I don't know if we'll ever get a deer, but isn't this fun? And he's just like, can we just go somewhere where we can get a deer? And I'm like, I'm there's deer. You just got to find them. It's just really hard to find mule deer in Eastern Washington with a bow and arrow. Like, Oh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think they answered my question. I was going to say, is it because you said hunting and adventure? I would, I would put those two squarely together in the same bracket. So I think. Yeah. But that. hunting in like Rhode Island is you park your truck, you walk 20 yards to your tree stand, you go in your tree stand and you freeze to death until a deer comes. That's not an adventure. 
that's just survival of the cold for a little bit. But like I mean, Kevin and I hiked up this little mountain and it took us like all day. We got to the top. We didn't see any deer. Yeah, we saw a sign and everything. And then on our way down, when we were all like done with life, we we're like, this sucks. Like, this is horrible. We're sweating. Two deer pop up. And we're like, now it's on. Our hot's like, we just, a switch turned on. Like, yeah, this was an adventure. Now it's time to get this deer. Who's going to get it? You go that way. It's like strategy. We didn't get the deer. It ended up being an illegal no. deer. So we shoot it anyway. So, but it was still like, your hot. it's like, this is what it reminds you what you came for. But yeah. now I'm moving to Alabama. Maybe I'm only walking 60 yards instead of 20 yards. And then I'll sit somewhere and wait for a deer. And more than likely, I could probably get more deer, boar. Um, I could probably get more game. I could probably fill my freezer more in Alabama than here. But With boar? Because I, I know, I know boar are an issue. Boar an issue, like, I mean joe rogan talks about that all the time how he's hunting bo- like how there's just like an infestation you know in texas and oklahoma does that go all the way to alabama yeah yep wow so you, are you worried about your garden no nothing they're in the wild they're in the wild. i'll have a fence i mean my dog might eat it but your dog might eat a boar might eat the garden Okay. He's a little piggy. Your dog. I don't see your dog doing well against a boar. So, I really want to get a mule deer and an elk, and I, all I got was a white tail, a black tail. I didn't get an elk. I didn't get a mule deer, and they don't have that. So it's like I got to come back. I have to move out west again. So what? So you'd hunt boar and what? Just mule deer? No, they they just have white-tailed deer in, in Alabama. And I think boar, I don't think a lot of people eat boar there. I have to look it up. I've never boar hunted um, in public land on my own. So I don't know if people even eat them. So, because hmm. they have, um, if you don't cook them correctly, you can get that little, uh, that little bug in you. And it's like makes your skin crawl for like a little while. I forget what they call it. Um, same thing happened. Uh, it's not tetanus. It's like ten. I'll remember later. Um, yeah, sure. Tendinitis. No, it's not tendinitis. <laughs> um, but yeah, it can happen with beer too. So, trichinosis. Trichinosis. That's it. Trichinosis. I've never heard of that one. But it makes you feel like you got creatures crawling in you, and yeah. From boar. From beer, and and. Did you say beer from beer? beer? Beer gives you trigonosis? Yeah, like a, a black bear. So it's your accent. It, it sounded like beer, not bear. Wait, isn't beer and bear the same thing? Like, look, there's a bear. Oh, can I have a beer? <laughs> isn't that the same thing? Is it a keg? Or what, what's going on here? Is it a six pack? So you're saying there's two different ways to say beer? I sure am, Jeff. I sure am. Or, or are you saying... <laughs> you can drink a beer and then there's a black beer. <laughs> beer? English black is beer? stupid. English is dumb. English, so, all the stories, is, yes. English is stupid. Yes. So. I'm, yeah, two, 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 there, there, there. It's fine. Yes. I, I had to, growing up, I had to go in a trailer during English class and back of the school because I couldn't, I had a speech impediment. So I was, slowing down on my reading 
and I had to take classes with the ESL students. So like my fiance is, she's, yes, you know, she's, she was born here, but Vietnamese was her, her first language. You know, they all took ESL classes and I'm like, Oh, I took ESL classes too. <laughs> no, like what? You only speak English. What's ESL? Like, yeah. English, English second language. Oh, wow. So like, you know, students that are, come here at a young age and Spanish or what, whatever Vien, Vietnamese, whatever language so, they're speaking for. So English isn't their native language. So does everyone from New Jersey have to do this? I'm not from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just get spray tans in New Jersey and, and they talk like a bunch of Italians. So <laughs> well, I, I should apparently talk like that because I am, I'm, I'm part Italian. I, I, I should yeah. probably talk like, Tark like where that. I'm from, Johnson, Rhode Island's got like the highest Italian American percentage mm. in the country, population wise. Mm. So, but yeah, I had to take those classes, and I remember I learned how to make butter in the barrel. You know how they make it in the barrel. I had to churn butter. I don't know what that had to do with learning how to speak English. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> tell me you're joking, please. Tell me you're joking. I am not. I'm dead serious. You made butter. I, in I mean, ESL class. In ESL class, even though English was my only language. <laughs> what? This goes to tell Why you. Why were kids, you making butter? Work for NASA. This sounds incredibly suspect, Jeff. Let's get the ESL students. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to make you. Uh, we're, the word of the day is butter, and we're going to make some. I don't remember why, but I remember making the butter. Maybe fourth okay. grade. I believe you, Jeff. I believe you. Just saying. Sounds a little suspect. That's all. Yeah. I know the struggle. So, oh, man. so have they ever gotten flo- snow in Alabama? Yeah, they just did. You're right. They did. That was yeah. that whole thing about uh, and Atlanta was all shut down. I don't think Atlanta was shut down, but I know that they'll get ice storms every now and then, like every five years or so. And that'll shut down the power grid and stuff because all the power lines, Um, but they'll get snow every now and then. I mean, every 20 years, Florida gets hit with a little bit of snow, something Mm. like that. I don't know. I've thought about getting out of this state just because I'm sick of the rain. Like, yeah, it rains a like the, the the first couple of years, like it wasn't too bad because we just moved from Texas. And we both moved to San Antonio. Down in San Antonio, down in San Antonio, I mean, I put my kid in the car seat and I've got a full body sweat going on. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is yeah. stupid. Let's move somewhere cooler. It's like, oh, Seattle sounds great. Let's move there. Um, but I mean, from October through March. Like I saw the sun coming through on your on your video there. Yeah, I was like, that's now. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount the amount of gray that we get in this area is just ridiculous. And I mean, I, I haven't really felt it as much as maybe I don't know. And and this year obviously was a lot different with the whole COVID. Like this is like ultimate gray. I don't know, but it's the the couple days that we've had sun here it's i mean i literally feel better like 
yep. my I inner mean, being, I feel better when the sun comes out. Like, <clears throat> it's it's crazy. I I hadn't. I've I've never been a big fan of the rain. I mean, like we've had like the rain causes all kinds of house problems, which I'm not a fan of. But just that that always gray sky and then to have the sun break through it's it just makes it so much better i don't know yeah yeah and it rained the sun came out a lot today but it also rained a lot today yeah today was weird because we had the wind we had sun um there was actually a little bit of frost forming on my roof i think from the wind after the rain because it was it had to have been a cold wind i guess i don't know but i looked out the window because well, honestly, I was worried that it would, <laughs> I'd have to like figure out how to take the sound of rain out of this podcast. <laughs> it was but, what's that? The sound effects would have added to the value of your podcast. Yes, that's true. You know, a, a true Pacific Northwest podcast can't have it without rain. I suppose there's yeah. something to be said for that. Maybe I should have just opened the window and just gone with it, you know. But the the weird piece was the was the wind. We don't usually get that much wind. I mean, we had that one windstorm where did did you lose power during that windstorm? We had a flicker and that was it. So the weird piece with that one for us is I woke up that morning and I could tell the power had been reset because the the oven, you know, the oven and the microwave were both flashing. And I was like, okay, we lost power here in Lake Stevens. We, we don't lose power too often. Um, Mostly attributed to what I've heard before we got here was, it was a an effort to get rid of all the trees that were near power lines. So if you had a tree on your property that was near a power line this and you wanted it down, the city would pay for it. So I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. So apparently that's that's helped contribute. But that day, I literally the the Keurig was going. Like I I'd hit go on the Keurig and it was like, I don't know, a quarter inch of coffee and the power shuts off. <laughs> and then we were without power for i don't know four or five hours which really isn't you know that's that's not too bad considering not too bad but you didn't have coffee so that but it was like it was the tease you know it was the tease of here i'm gonna let you have enough power to turn on the keurig to warm up the water you get your pod in there you hit go and you got this much coffee and bam it's gone <laughs> so now you're wasting a pod and you're only gonna get this little bit of coffee well, and I, and I didn't even realize it because, you know, the power goes out and I'm not thinking about coffee when the power goes out. I, I go and I find, you know, some flashlights, tell, tell the wife, you know, hey, power's out. We need to, we need to maybe get some candles going, sort things out. And for the boys, that was the first time they'd ever been without power at all, which in Montana, there, there was a, there was a few times when we had to be without power because we used to live out of town my dad had a generator and all that in case we needed it, but being without power was, you know, well, and out of town, it meant you couldn't flush your toilets. <laughs> if it's yellow, let it mellow, you know? So, <laughs> but here, you know, we still had the water pressure, but it was a, that was a weird day when, when we, we had all that wind come through and, and we lost, lost power for, and I mean, admittedly that there, there were plenty of people who had, loss of power a lot longer than us but yeah you know we, when i remember losing power when i was a kid and it was exciting like <laughs> yeah. i lost power I like i remember twice when i lost power one was during a blizzard and that was bad because yeah you lost power but you didn't have any heat 
So I invited my best friend over. We set up a, a fort in my bedroom and we just like had mad blankets. I had a lot of blankets over us. No, that's all we did. We had a, a sleepover and none of us had power. And we went outside after, and during the day and built snowmans. We, we didn't care. And then we had a hurricane hit us. It was Hurricane Bob. That was the name of it. Hurricane Bob hit us. We didn't have power. Is that really the name? Hurricane, yeah, Hurricane Bob. Bob. Yep. Oh it was early um, in hurricane season. And uh, we didn't have power for like two weeks, which was okay. We burned, I remember burning candles all the time, reading books. And I remember walking around the neighborhood because trees had came, came down. So like, we'll go for a walk. We're like, wow, this whole road's blocked. It was like, for a kid, you don't, you don't care about damage. Yeah. Cause it's cool. Like nothing, if nothing happened to your house, or if it did, if nothing happened to your your Nintendo, whatever you had as a kid, <laughs> you didn't care. You thought it was cool. You're like, yeah, oh, again, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. You don't know death. You don't know money. So everything damage is cool. You don't know a leaky roof. I mean. Yeah, you don't care. You're like, oh, we should make a make a game out of that. So, like, um, I may have told you the story before, but just for the sake of it being a good story, I'll say it again. The, the only time that I really remember being without power for a long time was uh, we were living in Helena, Montana. And it was in the middle of winter. Um, I think it was February time frame. And it was like negative 40 outside, which for Montana, you usually get like one or two bouts of that each year. Um, but it was like negative 40. And a few cars of a train got uncoupled on the top of a nearby pass and they rolled down the mountain and they collided and <laughs> the stuff inside of them was explosive. And uh, we basically had like a small, well, I, I wouldn't say a small nuclear blast, but like some kind of blast went off to the fact that we were living two miles, three miles away, at least I would say from the blast. And we had neighbors with cracked windows from the blast. Um, and that knocked out power for like the whole city. I mean, there were, there were train parts falling through people's roofs. Um, nobody died, thankfully. Um, but you, you couple that and it was a windy day too. So with the wind chill, it was negative 70. Um, and all I remember is my nightlight went out and I got to go over to a friend's house and that I, and oatmeal, I got oatmeal for breakfast. This is all that I remember. And this is exactly to your point. We have literally one of the largest explosions that's ever happened in this city. It's blowing out power grids and people's windows like three miles out. And all that I remember is my nightlight went out. I got oatmeal and we got to go to a friend's house. And that's all <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> your perspective as a kid is like, so incredibly different. I mean, if if I had been an adult in that situation, I would have been losing my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do I? I got to protect my family. I got to protect our stuff. Do I have? What do I do if this lasts forever? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and like that. Te those temperatures, like frozen pipes, like, like. So, um, the reason we went to a friend's house is because my mom couldn't get the wood stove going because we had a wood stove in our house. Oh. And like, it was so cold. Um, my, my dad, um, he used to work for the US Geological Survey and uh, he would go out on trips every once in a while. And this just happened to land on one of those like weeks when my dad was out of town and this all happened and my mom couldn't get the wood stove going. 
the neighbor couldn't get the wood stove going. And so we had no heat in our house, negative 40, 70 with wind chill. I just want to say that again, because it sounds so cool. But, <laughs> but I mean, like all that I remember as a kid is, yeah, we got to go to our, our friend's house and play toys because they had, they, they somehow had power. Apparently they got power sooner than us, but so we drove across, across town in our, our Volkswagen van again, because that's the kind of family we were in the day. Um, yeah, I, uh, the, the, that, that van, we, we, and, and that van eventually broke down, lo and behold, and we got another one. So that's how much my parents love vanigans. <laughs> did, did you ever have the, the old station wagons where the back seat, the all the way back seat faced out the back no. window? I wish I had, I wish, so, so we went straight, we went from, we had a Subaru because my parents were hippies. Um, because they had the Subaru before the Subaru was cool and we went straight to the van again we went to another van again and then that broke down we went, when we went to some concert in Gorge Washington down at, I don't know if you've ever been to that amphitheater it's great but on the way home it, it completely broke down and we bought a new Dodge Caravan <laughs> so I never had the, the back seat looking back experience did, did you we, no I never had it but my my good buddy growing up his father his parents had it and we would always go to cape cod do you know what cape cod is i know the name because i bought some chips that were cape so cod look, potato oh, chips <laughs> right i went to that i went to that factory as a kid which okay quick side note i have bought so many bags of what i would consider high-end potato chips and they're all like a third full i bought a bag of cape cod potato chips at costco and that bag was two-thirds full blew my mind it was amazing you, we're still eating through you, it you can go to the factory and they give you like the tin can full oh of potato chips they're good but yeah, chips. cape cod is is the the horn of massachusetts so you know how massachusetts is pretty yeah much a okay yeah, yeah 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 and then you have that little that little arm mm -hmm. so that whole arm is um cape cod nice and we would go there all the time and my family would go with his family and he would uh we'd always get that station wagon we'd always like sit in that back seat facing aft and like never wear seat belts and uh, and i was telling him the other day I'm like man when i have kids i want to get that do you think they still make those station wagons and it had like the wood grain yes. strip on the upside yes. i was like oh i want he's like dude they, they can't make that anymore because of safety reasons you can't have that seat oh my in the gosh. back and I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah, yeah. Safety. Holy cow. But I mean, like, so something that that has always bugged me, and I'm sure you'll run into this once you it sounds like you plan on having a kid. So good on you. Good luck with that. Uh, you know, we've got three and it's it's been an adventure. Uh, I love those kids to death. But um, I like it. but the whole car seat thing, it's like you need to have them rear facing for the first I don't know. It's, it started off with like probably the first like six months and now it's up to the first 10 years or something. I don't know. Um, jo <laughs> Wifey keeps track of that. Uh, she, she's much better. She's much better at keeping track of that than I am. But for me, anytime I look at that, all I see is statistics. Like, so the statistically you're more likely to come into a position where the force you you know you're running into something as opposed to someone hitting you from the back end and if someone hits you from the back end then 
all of those, like the direction you're facing gets completely switched and you'd be much better off facing forward, even if you're a little kid. And I don't know, I get statistics. They're good. They can be very beneficial, but like, I don't know, like every one of the, like when you are in your, like if you're in your accident, the, the accident that happens to you, which thankfully has never happened to me. I'm very thankful for that. But when you are in your accident, the one that happens to you, it's like all those statistics are out the window and you just got to hope that like, I, I mean, I guess I, I'm kind of going back on myself here, but you got to hope that all those statistics previously apply to you because if they don't and you get like, you know, some side side collision, then the, the direction you're facing doesn't matter. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I went so, way off on a tangent there. No, it's funny. <laughs> On that tangent, so work required me to take a defensive driving class. Not because I didn't do anything. It's just a requirement <laughs> to drive. Well, like, the... like are you going to be driving a company vehicle or something? No, I don't know. Maybe it's because you have to drive on base and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. But there was a requirement to take it. Well, so the Marshall Space Flight Center is part of the Redstone Arsenal base. So that it's like Army and NASA combined. I don't That's know why. Weird... I've never heard of joint base between something between like, because NASA, NASA civilian, right? Yeah. It, yeah. But it's not the army army. It's, I, th I think it's just like a depot maintenance type thing. So I think it's mostly civilians there. Hmm, okay. Anyways. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Google it. Either way, Google. you had to take a course. Yeah. So I took that. And I always thought I was a good driver. Yeah, sometimes it can be aggressive and whatever, but I was always seatbelt. And like this stuff on there, I'm like, they didn't teach me that in driver's ed. And why aren't they teaching me this? And like, I always thought you had to set your mirrors a certain way. And I always set them the way I learned in driver's ed. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, your left, your left mirror is so you want it, you just want to see the back quadrant of of your the rear of your car right you know that's usually where you go they're like nope they want you to put your head on the window and then look at the mirror and then extend it all the way till you can't see the end of your car anymore and i'm like what and then do the same thing to the right one but only you know lean in a little bit to like almost under your rear view and then adjust that mirror for the same thing and then adjust your rear view so that you can see everything like i don't know i feel like the amount and of he, bobbing and weaving you'd have to do like just in your seat but you should bizarre. bob and weave when you're looking in your mirrors is what they're saying and if you have your mirror set like that it, it shrinkens your blind spot by far much so i that was like the first thing i did when i took that i'm like all right i'm changing my mirrors and huh yeah it was a lot of it was very interesting so for your your left rear view mirror you move to the left and to what to increase your is that right? Or is it? No, I, you put your hand on the window like this, and then you look <laughs> at your mirror, and then you adjust your mirror so that way the back of your car disappears. As soon as it's gone, then your mirror is set. Huh. So that way, when you're driving and you see that, that mirror, you look in your mirror and you see that car on that lane, you're only going to miss it for like a second or two, and then it's in your peripheral vision. Hmm. So, so you just you because there's a bigger blind spot when you have it the old way but you still have a blind spot but it's like instant short much smaller yeah do you have one of the do you have a car that has the the blind spot monitoring on it no i don't have that 
we drove one of those recently to be, I forget when, I forget when we took a car because we haven't, I mean, obviously we haven't gone anywhere in at least a year, but we had one of those vehicles that had the blind spot monitoring and it was nice. It was really nice. nice. It is nice. I've driven those plenty of times and, but then you get lackadaisy with it. When I drove a rental car for like a week and uh, then I drove back to my truck and now I'm putting on my, my blinker and I'm like, Oh, no sound. <laughs> like now I'm forgetting to check. I'm so <laughs> Those will come standard one day. It'll be. Yo, standard I'm sure. Here. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they are really helpful, but it's, yeah. I mean, it, and that gets into the whole, like, I don't know how, how safe do you want things to be? I mean, do you, do you want it? Do you want people to be paying attention and that's what you rely on? Or do you want to rely on the system? And I mean, anytime it comes down to statistics and insurance, which is, you know, the way that most things are run, they're going to, they're going to want that there because by and large, that will help you help the majority of people right. in the short term. But I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing to, to kind of talk that. Cause it's, I mean, do you make your society safer overall? And then everyone gets dumber. I, don't, I think that's the wrong word, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like where, like how, how long until we just become those blobs, which I don't know if you've seen this movie, but um, I see it. I like how you you said I, that, and I I don't even I know robot, right? which one. I robot. Uh, I robot's good. That's a really good one. I was thinking of the the Disney Wally, one. Wally. Um, Wally. Wally. Yeah, that's Wally what I meant to fantastic. say. That's what I meant. I meant to say Wally. <laughs> and I've had this conversation so, so many times. We're all just sitting in the chair, sucking on a straw, watching stuff. Yeah, where we become the humans in Wally, who yeah. don't even know how to get out of our chair. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's a, and I mean, you could make the case that we're already moving that direction. I mean, technology has changed us so much that, and I mean, and Elon, Elon wants to, you know, put Neuralink into our heads and then we can just become, I'm going to go kind of deep here. The Borg from Star Trek. Do you know the Borg from Star Trek? No. So basically they're a, a, a race of they're one of the enemies in Star Trek, but basically they're this they're a cybernetic and organic life form that basically has a collective hive mind. And whenever I, whenever I hear Neuralink, that's what I think of as the Borg, where you've got like everybody's connected and all our thoughts kind of become one almost instantaneously. And then you've got this, you know, in the Borg world, anyways, in the Star Trek world, it's a queen who's the one who actually makes the decisions. But like, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I, I, I don't know exactly where I land on that. Cause I mean, the, the whole idea of Neuralink, when you implement it, like for one person to be able to, you know, you have better memories, you're in the way that he's going about it, where you have people with disabilities who, you know, yeah, can't see or they can't walk and they, they put this, ch- this chip in your brain essentially. And you're able to talk to people. You're able to see, you're able to walk. I mean, th- those are, I mean, I, I occasionally 
watch those videos on Facebook that show up in my feed where that kid who's never been able to see or never been able to hear the first thing he hears is his mom saying, I love you. And it's like, Oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, uh, um, there's someone's cutting onions around here. I mean, it's an allergy attack. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's like the, the idea that you could make this neural link to be able to fix that for so many people is great. But then, you apply that on a large scale, which is the way that everything goes around here. You talk about, you know, does it scale? And then it turns into this, you know, you go from a mom saying, I love you to her kid for the first time to we are now the Borg. And I know you don't know the Borg, but <laughs> bad guys, you know, bad robot. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing to propose from Elon and, and Elon could pull it off is the thing. Yeah. But I think he does primarily want, I'm not going to speak for him, but that's where he wants to go. That if you can make people walk again, it's not that their legs don't work. It's just their brain isn't firing to allow his legs right. to work. Yeah. And you're going to make sure you use ethics. You know, don't let the Russians get into it because they don't care about it. <laughs> right. Because so, the Russians are intrinsically evil, obviously. No, I didn't say that. They just don't. <laughs> That's why they'll build the submarines for the Colombians to smuggle cocaine. Anyway, that's a good documentary. Um, which okay, which documentary is that? Well, uh, I'll text you the name of it, but I watched it and it reminded me of all my Russian friends that I had and how much I love them because they have great accents. <laughs> because their English is broken, but it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah. Germans are like that too. I have German friends that speak the broken English just like that, and. Um, Man, they there was this Russian guy. He was doing hits for like the the Italian mafia in New Jersey or New York. And then when one of the this is a documentary. Guys, yeah, it's on Netflix. One of the guys got got his name was Tarzan. Um, the Russian guy <laughs> Tarzan. Um, he went down to Florida and went down to Miami. Opened up a strip club called Porky's, and then. You know, and then eventually he was the, you know, the Soviet Union disbarred. So he was able to get like tanks, helicopters and whole, anyway, they tried to get submarines from Russia to, to give to the Pablo Escobar and all them so that they can smuggle drugs. And the Russians are like, yeah, take them. Just give us money. We just want money. You can like buy anything from from them at that time. So I I'll, rem like I'll look up what it was and I'll send it to you. But it was really good. I wouldn't watch it with the kids. <laughs> It's really, really good. It was it was really uh, I enjoyed it. It was a random day when I when I was able to, but yeah. So back to the neural the neural link. If you keep it like that, then that's good because here's the problem with you know the cancer the cancel culture now and all this hoopla. You can have a thought in your brain of like oh that girl's pretty, and but you don't you're not gonna do anything about it. You're just right. a natural human being. Like that person is very attractive but you're not going to do anything because you have a wife and you have morals, but it's okay to think someone else is attractive. It's whether you act on it. Cause there's no way any human can be like, right. I'm married to you. And now no one can be attractive. That's just as impossible for me, you, your wife. It doesn't right, matter. So if you think that, and then like, they know you thought that can they bring up sexual harassment charges on you? Cause yeah, I mean, so for the, the I mean, like the, work. the way that I've always thought about that, I mean, is it's, you know, the, the, the first look 
okay, yes, that person is attractive. It's the second look, the third look, the fourth look, the fifth, the the just the not being willing to kick it from your mind. Be like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty woman. Okay, great. All right, kids, we're going to go get ice cream, whatever it is. I mean, it's, but in exactly like you're saying, you apply this Neuralink to that cancel culture, you're done. Game over. Even if that's the only thought you had of that person, there could be situations, you know, this this happens in the military and workplaces now where I want to get ahead of you and I'm not as smart and I'm not as brilliant. You're doing all the right things, but I still have this recorded that one day you thought I was attractive. So now I'm bringing that to HR and now I got you canned or whatever. Now I'm, now I made it. And that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or like you're at a board meeting or you're presenting something and you have an executive there and you know, that executive is just, you know, there's executives that just, we don't know how they got there. I don't know. I think you're doing your presentation and you're like, this guy is a f- fucking idiot. And now he knows you said that and you may have the best presentation. You may have the best business yeah. case to get this project approved, but he's going to be like, you think I'm an idiot? Denied. I feel like, like, I feel like if Neuralink happened and it happened on some kind of large scale, it would like, it would have to happen on a large scale or there would have to be some kind of like, forgiveness period when like someone's first getting introduced to Neuralink because if you do Neuralink and because I mean that would change the way you think about everything because then you you not I mean because then you'd have your thoughts and I mean it and it's perfectly normal that everybody has their own thoughts but then you'd also have all these other voices in your head that you don't know how to cope with yet and I mean I don't know if the human mind is even able to do that like that and that's something that Elon hasn't you know, and that's why Elon is very, I think he's very measured in his approach because, you know, right now he is just helping people. Now right, the potential, is- now, and, and I mean, when, you know, because the, the, the people who ask him about that stuff, um, you know, like Joe, that, that they'll say, hey, well, what, what does this mean for humanity as a whole when we all have it? It's like, well, there's got to be a point where some people have it and some people don't. How do you decide that? That's going to be interesting. But like when the first time you get in, I mean, who knows if your mind can even handle it? I mean, because you're, you're so used to being in your own head and now all of a sudden you've got a thousand, you know, millions. Well, I mean, depending on when you join, depending on, you know, what subscription status you've got, if you got premium, you know, (laughs) But like the ability to cope with that and realize, because I mean, everybody has a thought in their head where they're like, I want to do this thing and it's incredibly dark, whatever it is. You know, you don't share that, but you have it just for an instant and it's gone. Well, you take that instant and you apply it over millions of people. I don't, I mean, who knows how Neuralink will work? And 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 that's really the big unknown here is, is you don't know, will you be continuously connected or would you, would it be just like, I can tap into it when I want. And and that maybe that would be a better way to do it. Right. But there's benefits to this. Like when you want to pick a politician to vote for. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I want to give you this type of whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. And you and he's saying in his mind, like these idiots i can't wait to fall i'm not promised and then you know 
Like, yeah, you know that person. Yeah. Then he has another disadvantage. Like, what if you're playing a game of chess? What if me and you are great chess players and now I know your next 10 moves because you're pondering, well, if you move here, if you move there. Yeah. And then and then let's say like the Tom Brady's of this world, who is a phenomenal athlete, but he always wants to get the next edge. He's so smart. He had a hacker hack into the defense's neural trips, and now he knows exactly what all the defenses are thinking. Yeah. So he's now won his 20th Super Bowl because he's hacked into the defense's neural links. <laughs> well, I don't think – I think Tom Brady will be gone by the time Neuralink comes around, which thank God for that because, my goodness, I can't – like, damn, I respect the guy, but I can't stand him. <laughs> Your New York Giants, I am so thankful for the New York Giants because, my goodness, you saved some of those rings on his hand. And those, those were great games. Those were great games. So thank you, Jeff, for the New York Giants. I did nothing, but I take the credit. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But seriously, that ends all those games. Like, we can't have a... Say if we had a Texas Hold'em every Friday night, us and eight other friends, like you couldn't have, because then you know when Without people- some kind of firewall, without some kind of way to block it. Yeah, that's a really good point that like, and I mean- But what if I can hack your firewall? You're scaring me, because Jeff. Because- Like Neuralink, Neuralink already scared me. These. Are we using Wi-Fi to transmit these thoughts? Are we using some, something, some, his satellite that he's sending up? 5G, man. so if i can hack into that i can take everyone's money that's true or take their minds what are you gonna Uh, do with that though well okay you make you turn them into some kind of hive mind you get people to go to work for you sent like yes all about it all banking routing numbers must be sent to this bank account i don't know but money probably wouldn't even be worth anything then unless you have bitcoin so (laughs) <laughs> or the was it dogecoin or whatever that elon's elon's talking about yeah did did you see that he wants to create a new city in texas yeah i saw that starbase tesla city or something oh my gosh toyota is doing that in japan really Toyota has like a whole city where i, I didn't i wish i read the article i just saw the headline and then i think something happened and i couldn't read it but i love toyota I, I have a Tacoma. Tweety's going to get a uh, RAV4, so we're going to be a Toyota family. Yeah. We want to get a Tesla eventually, but that's not for a while because those are expensive. Yeah. But they have a whole city in Japan. I'll have to look this up and send it to you later, but they, they did that in Japan somewhere. Like They all that's run. Crazy. I, I have to look it up. Toyota City. I don't know if if Elon makes Starbase a real city. I mean, like that would become. I want to say it would become a tourist attraction, but I feel like it would probably just become like an engineer's tourist attraction because he would have so much cool crap in that town. You know, engineers from far and wide would want to come just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if my fiance would want to go visit. I'll go with you. Unless there was like some food attraction you know like some food attraction well i'm sure you know maybe like 3d printed food maybe he's gonna have a 3d printed cheeseburger that tastes better than anything do you have amazon prime yeah why did you watch upload 
upload a documentary? No, it's a it's a TV a series or whatever. No, why? Watch it. It's good. You can watch it with the wife. Maybe the kids. I don't think I saw any nudity. Um, but you die. It's called upload. When you die, if you die within a certain time, they can save your brain, and you're uploaded into this new simulation or whatever. But you're alive. You feel things. You eat. You have everything. So you don't like take over another body. You're just like no, it's like your body. And there's like a customer service person on the other line who actually designs your body for you to make sure you have your features and stuff. And like if you're having a problem in your simulation or they can help features. you with that. That's yeah, funny. but you just have to like it's like a 401k for retirement, but it's like a 401k for death. Like if you die, but you save this amount of money and you take this money with you into this fake afterlife, but you can still interact with people who are alive. So like I, if I was an upload right now, we could still be doing this podcast and I still have my thoughts and my memories because they saved all that. This is a it's show. Really, yeah. It's a show. It's really good. I liked it. It's good. This sounds exactly like the kind of thing I would like to watch. And, so and I will, I will like, totally watch turret, it. And it's like, if people walk into the turret, they die. They literally die. It's over. And people get, some people can't handle being in like a, fake world and not like yeah so that's a really interesting take that like because i mean there there's plenty of you know like matrix theories where you know we're living in a simulation now but maybe like like that's a really interesting like when you die you get to like go to the simulation right that's a loved ones that are alive or you can be uploaded to where your grandparents had passed or your wife say she passed before you like she's there waiting for you and then eventually you die and go there like that's a really like that's a weird that's a weird combination they, of like have, of stimulation like, and heaven like put yeah, together they have like spoiler alert but i'm gonna tell you anyway Jeff. they can have like sex they can't like literally have sex but like the alive person puts on like a sex suit that has all these feeling thingies and then the dead person who's in this world has the actual body of the person that is, is having real sex. So it's crazy. That's so weird. Yeah, That's it's so really weird. weird. Have you seen Ready Player One? This one? Ready Player One. It's a movie. Is that with um, Michael C. Hall? No, that's not Michael C. Hall on that one. I don't know my actors well enough, but it's it's the one where the guy, he basically, he's living in... A, uh, a trailer park a futuristic trailer park where they tr- deliver pizza with drones and he puts on the goggles and he's got this suit where okay. anything that happens in the video game world he can feel they have an avatar that they're always yeah, yeah i've seen that yep which yeah, apparently that they the, uh they released ready player two um i thought the first one the the the, the first movie was pretty good um like the whole idea of just everything being in a simulation that you willingly go into and then being able to do whatever you want in that simulation. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. I, I don't know where ready player two would go from that. The okay. The first movie was, was entertaining if nothing else. They should go buy a Jurassic park and go back to Jurassic park. They had Jurassic park in the movie, right? They had the T-Rex like in like the, the, there were like the three puzzles and you had to get through the first one. And one of the, one of the like pieces of the puzzle is you had to get past the, the ultimate piece, the, the, the ultimate part of the first puzzle was you had to get past King Kong. I think it was, but part of it also was getting past the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, you, which you like dinosaurs, right? I greatly appreciated that. I do. 
Yeah. So I, got... I, have a, I have a book. Um, T-Rex skeleton right here. It's an adult dinosaur book, um, The Rise and Fall of Dinosaurs. And I actually talked to the author. His name is Steve Rusanti. He's from like Scotland or something. But I, I flew through this book and they actually, they talk about how they rose and how they died. And then um, they do, so how we know dinosaurs and how, how much force their bites have and everything and why we know T-Rex has short arms and stuff. They did all those finite calculations, like what we would do to find like a stress analysis on an airplane part and stuff like that. They did that on there and I wanted to do a lunch and learn. So I contacted them for those videos on those simulations they did because we use those simulations and but i just really wanted to talk about dinosaurs in my lunch and learn but i needed to wow. apply our engineering so i was like oh rah, rah. But i just wanted to talk about dinosaurs <laughs> so read this book it's good i'm gonna reread it again and uh then yeah, i found the guy on twitter and i found i googled he's a professor so i eventually got his email address and i emailed him and then he pinged me over to the where he got that research information from and I wish I was a geologist or archaeologist or something that seems like. That is really cool. Like I'm legitimately like send, send me that information because that is exactly the kind of thing that I would enjoy. So yeah, but buy this book rise and fall of the dinosaurs rise and fall. Okay. That is awesome. I don't know. I've, I've always had a, a fascination with dinosaurs but um it's usually always revolved around jurassic park um mostly because i find that to be an amazing movie um whose special <laughs> effects hold up really well uh oh man i got it what is it 25 what is it was it 96 or 92 that that movie came out i forget which either way it's so long ago the fact that those special effects still hold up now yeah is amazing that was like revolutionary then that was the thing well and the thing like i remember so that was our star wars yeah yeah that's a good point that's a, a good wars. point i remember so when i was a kid i had the uh i had the making of documentary and there was a big there was a big debate because they were actually going to use stop motion like claymation essentially for the t-rex attack on the on like what right when the t-rex breaks out they were going to use like stop motion photography for that and they had it all set up and then the uh and then the the cgi computer guys came in and were like yeah we can do that and they decided to make the switch and that was like one of the big things that they switched from but the fact that they made it look so real because i mean you you watch like I remember watching uh, King Kong, Peter Jackson's uh, version with Jack Black, which I found a very suspect choice in why you would pick Jack Black to play this incredibly serious character. Um, but like the graphics there, the special effects in that movie, I always found incredibly suspect when you put them next to Jurassic Park, which I find so weird because, I mean, it seems like Jurassic Park nailed it. You should take what you learn and apply that to future movies because they they really did they absolutely nailed it and you know take the lessons learned move on but i felt like like that movie was i'm like it was good i i always enjoy a good monster movie but 
I feel like they almost took a step back with that one. Right. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of black, did you see um, the new Jumanji's? I did. Those movies are so (laughs) ridiculous. I love them. Those are good. Because I remember Robin Williams' Jumanji. Yeah. And then it was one, you know, during the pandemic, you run out of stuff to watch and then you stop buying movies. And uh, we watched, I'm like, oh, let's watch the original Jumanji. And she was like, this is boring. Let's just watch the new one. So we watched <laughs> the new one. And then we watched the sequel to the new one. And I'm like, yeah, The Rock, Kevin Hart, and like Jet Black. And yeah. The Smolder. Yeah. They're, really, they're really good. Oh, and then they God. had, um, Danny DeVito and the, the second one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my Those God. Those guys, they they did such a great job with that. It was it was great. Um, I really enjoyed those movies. Because um, I mean they they had they had so many, so many references to video games kind of buried under the under the skin on that one that it was it was just really good. It was really good. It's all video game stuff though. Yeah, it was good. Which no one likes to admit that they play video games, even though I, dude, I think I wish, we all play video games. Dude, I haven't played video games in so long, and I'm I I'm I love playing video games. I grew up playing video games, and moving out here, I stopped playing video games. This so, is like the, the wrong that like this, this area is like prime time for video games. Yeah, but I'm still all doing stuff. Well, now I got the move, but I was always. I don't know. I'll do stuff. I still have Grand Theft Auto, and that's like my top game that I have left. I have South Park, the game, which is great to play when you have no kids around because it's very. What was that? The Stick of Destiny or something? The Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth. That's the one. And then, then the sequel was Fractured but Whole. (laughs) But if you say it really fast, it sounds like you say Fractured but Whole. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's spelled Those guys that, that south park humor is so bad but it is it it like that those guys are masters at what they yeah. do it, they got a really new one is. coming out on wednesday like an, another pandemic special another one yeah but it's about like the shots and the the QAnon people and butters is like the leader of QAnon. <laughs> i'm like oh my god no and then the whole thing about about essential war- workers and i don't know if you remember the under underwear gnomes they're like the essential workers and and then and then all the old people are like flicking off everyone because they got the vaccines before everyone else oh my gosh i did i did watch the fr- I, I have seen very few episodes of south park um i the, the one that i know um best is uh is the world of warcraft episode because uh, i won an award yeah, I mean that that thing was amazing. Um but but I mean I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft and so I like watching that episode you could tell that I mean they really knew what they were doing when they made that episode like so, so Did you know in that episode that they actually set up their own setup, their own setup, their own server to record that? Like their, their own worked, server, they worked with Blizzard and they set up their own server. They had their own land oh to do my it. Gosh. And well, I mean, someone hacked in, someone figured it out and they rewrote this, rewrote the script and they had to try and like, this guy was just coming in and killing them. Cause they were all like level three or four characters. And this guy hacked in as a level <laughs> 60, whatever. And he was just killing everybody. So, then, so they rewrote it. 
I mean, that's that's the one the one piece of that episode that makes absolutely no sense is like in World of Warcraft, you're only able to kill like the opposing faction. Yeah. And so for this guy to just walk around killing everyone and then like the the outfits that uh, that all the you know Stan and the characters were wearing, you could tell that they definitely had worked like either either they had their own high level characters or they'd worked with Blizzard. They were um, yeah, yeah. But like the, like a matching outfit where everything is blue and gold at the same time, and then the dwarf has everything that's like red and still, you know, that that never happens in the game because in the game you're always like you always just look like someone who's just come from a garage sale of of armor because you want your highest level shit and yeah exactly you, you got to think yeah you got to have something with the mana regen you know whatever. <laughs> I played uh, World of Warcraft for like maybe a couple months. Yeah. And, uh, that, the funny thing, like I, I never really played it much until I met my wife. Like Joanna got me, Joanna got me into World of Warcraft, which I, you know, usually it's usually guys are the ones who are playing video games and they get their, their girlfriends involved. Well, this was the other way around. Um, but yeah, I, I I played way too much of that game. So, so my half brother—that's how he met his current wife. I know Coming a lot down. of people like I went when we were at Effie Warren. Literally, our um, we had a, a house that shared a wall, and our neighbors, like they had met on WoW, and here we were, you know, in charge of nuclear weapons, and you know this the, the, our neighbors, <laughs> our neighbors had um met online and wow and it's like this is way more common than i think a lot of people want to want to admit and i mean yeah yeah it's interesting it's good for them i don't i don't make fun i think it's that's how people meet people it's okay yeah the same hobby so so what's going to happen when Neuralink comes in and everybody can read everybody's mind and be like i pick you I don't know. I'll be married by then. <laughs> this will be a problem for our children. This is something I've, that I've thought about a few times is I wonder if our kids will have to take a driving test. I mean, you remember that, right? You remember taking so you, a driving test? Yeah. We had parallel park and everything. They'll be like, oh, I need a parallel park. And they'll just hit a button Boop. and put a... <laughs> Right? Just do that. Exactly. Well, I parallel parked. Like it's not my fault you have this old car from 2029. Like I have a 2040 Tesla, whatever, you know. Yeah, that that flies. Did you see that that uh Elon wants to do that too? He wants to have a, a car that flies, like ho- he calls it hovering, but it's basically flying. Is he gonna do that in his star city? I don't know. I don't know. That that guy, I don't know how he does what he does, but um He's basically a modern day, or I wouldn't say modern day, a real world would be a better real world Iron Man, you know, Tony His Stark. His brain just doesn't stop. So everyone, I wouldn't be, I, w- I don't think it'd be, I would never say I'm jealous of him. Um, yeah, I mean, he he basically never, he might be never turns it off. He, he, he yeah. never has an off button. He just keeps going. I mean, I, I think a lot of us, I mean, there's a lesson you could learn there that, you know, always be applying yourself. But I mean, when you when you put everything together that he has accomplished, 
it's it's and even if even if I spent every waking minute working on something, um, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I need to raise my expectations of myself. But the the stuff that he's accomplished. I mean, I would be happy if I'd come up with the boring company and we'd sold hats and flamethrowers because that right there is just awesome. <laughs> Not a flamethrower, you know, that right there. If I'd come up with that, that that would be incredible. But the fact that he's doing that while he's getting ready to send people to Mars and he's got his car flying around the solar system. Yeah. If if there's anyone who's going to create a Jurassic Park, it's him. Yeah, yeah. He could get the people to do it. He could get the people to do it. Or maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson and him can team up. But then, but then, like that's like sending dinosaurs to space, <laughs> which I'm all for. Well, maybe that's what we should do with Mars. Why don't we just put Jurassic Park on Mars and then people pay a lot of money? to go to Mars to see Jurassic park. And then that's, you just bring them back. And then if the dinosaurs ever go crazy, it'll never affect us. Cause they're not going to know how to get on a spaceship and fly back. Their arms are too short. Yeah. But you're assuming you're assuming the only thing we're putting on Mars is Brontosaurus, which isn't a real dinosaur. A bra- we'll say Brachiosaurus, Brachiosaurus and T-Rex. If we put Velociraptors on Mars, we're done. Game over. <laughs> They won't know. There's not enough gravity, so maybe they'll just they'll jump so high they'll, and then they'll learn that maybe I shouldn't jump on people anymore. Just jump to the top of Olympus Mons. Is isn't that the name of the, isn't that the name of the the highest peak on Mars? Mons, isn't it? Isn't that it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You're from NASA. You're supposed to know these things, Jeff. I don't even know if Mars is real. <laughs> it's just a dot in the sky, right? I just joined NASA to prove to everyone that. Earth is flat. Once I figure that out, I'll release it. You know, I I don't believe Earth is flat. I was just oh, thinking. thank goodness! Yes, yes, that's good to know. If there are people, I'm I, so th- there's a fun question: Is there people at NASA who believe the Earth is flat? Because my goodness, that well, would I be- hope not. Because you need like no, because if. You wouldn't be able to get to space if you use the theories from flat Earth to get to space. Because what they, they believe in a disc, right? They believe yeah, just it's a big disc head. with ice at the edge. Yeah. Oh my. And then like a lamp is the sun or something. A lamp going around us. I don't know. Some somehow there's got to be some rotation going on there. Did you ever there see is that? A flat- I was like, did you ever see that movie? It's called, uh, I think it's Dark City, where essentially that's the case, where it's just like a city floating around on an asteroid, but you don't realize it till the very end. Nope. I just totally gave away that movie, so I, I don't know. There was a documentary on Netflix that I watched in the beginning of the pandemic, and it's about flat earthers, and I'm like, oh, I just, I got nothing to watch, why not? And the like leader of it is in Whibby Island. <laughs> and it shows him like taking the ferry from Muckleteo over to Whibby Island. And, uh, there. Oh. and I'm um, texting my buddy on Whibby Island. I'm like, dude, this guy's your neighbor. Oh my God. Flat Earth. <laughs> it's, oh, it's great. I don't, I don't know. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in Washington. 
Because, I mean, you got the whole, like, Sasquatch is here, apparently. Yeah. Well, he's going to be at the race. Oh, your race. Yeah, that's true. Yep. There There was actually, uh, there was a a 5K that Joanna and I ran. Um, 5K at Lord Hill. And they, it was, there was like a Sasquatch 5K and it was put on by REI, which I have to admit for REI, I was pretty, pretty glad that they were able to kind of step out like that. But they actually had a dude in a Sasquatch suit hiding on the race course who would jump out and scare you. It was pretty great. Awesome. I chased, I the big, I chased him down. <laughs> I think the Bigfoot, from what I saw in the videos, he just starts with you and runs out in the beginning and then that's it. So, so he did that but he like so we start like that particular one we started in the south parking lot remember that those couple times when we ran it and we'd like we would go and then we'd go up that like incredibly steep mountain like that's the way that the course went and then you came back down on that road that we've run a couple times right so um it was a pretty miserable race um because it was a lot of hills lot there's of hills. nothing not miserable about lord hill Oh. Hey, there's some good open trails there. Okay, I, I I still think it's a good place to go, despite what yeah, you might think. It is a good place to go and train and stuff, but that doesn't mean I'm like happy. <laughs> I'm not happy doing. Hey, it. we named a hill. we named a hill after you there. Okay, so and now I, I hate that hill even more. But I do that other hill, which we call Mount Misery. Now that one hill. is. Yeah, that is like barely make it up Jeff's Hill after that. Well, because especially the way, especially if you got to get back to the where we normally park in the north lot, you go up Mount Misery, then you got to go through Jeff's Hill to get back. I mean, I suppose you could take some other ways around, and that's one of the things I love about Lord Hill is there's so many different paths out there, but you still got to get up some other hill. I don't know, yeah, and that's why I like running my 20 miles without. Um, Dalton and Kevin, because it's like I don't feel like doing the hill, and I don't have to. But I'm always following them, and I always have to do their route. What I love about that place, though, is we've run so many of those trails that, like, admittedly, Kevin, like, I took some new trails, and then Kevin took it to a whole new level of like, just like I'm gonna run through those thorns. <laughs> yeah, and like he found a lot of great trails. He did. Yeah. Yep. I, we might have ran every single trail there. I remember it took us two years to find that river trail. But that's, that's a we cool found trail. it sooner than later. Late, late, we found it sooner than later, but we just didn't. We found it on accident the first time we went to it. And then, or maybe I went there on my own when I found it on accident. But you I must remember have found going, it on your own. I didn't yeah. get there for a long time. I didn't get there for a long time. Okay. I think my first time at Lord Hill, I made it to that river. But I was alone and I was hiking. And hiking I was hiking's a little different. That yeah. would be a nice place to, to just go hang out. If you could strap a lawn chair to your back and just go hang out down there. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. You got um a wild cougar behind you. Oh, that would be uh well, technically her name is Jin, but I call her Stinks because oh. when she was a kitten. She didn't clean herself very well, and I had to do it for her. So, yeah, she's usually pretty chill. I was worried she was going to come over here and meow, honestly, but 
She's a good yeah. cat. She's a good I shut cat. the door and Tweevy's at her mom's house with the dog. So we're good. That's thoughtful. That's thoughtful. All right, man. Well, we're at a, a little over two hours. Really appreciate it. I don't know what, exactly where I'm going with this podcast. Um, I think it'll be fun, but this is a great way to kick it off. So thanks for your time. Honored. And, you know, when I moved to Alabama, we could still do this. Yeah, so. exactly. And that, that was something I was thinking about, like this, because I mean, some of this came out of COVID, me being bored. And some of this come came from me not wanting to be able to, or me not being able to, I should say, do as much as I was actively. So I wasn't able to work out, you know, two or three times a week. So I had a lot of spare time on my hands. But with you, you know, going to almost literally the other side of the country <laughs> and Kevin, too, uh, I figured this would be a good way to, you know, every once in a while we can have you on and yeah. be a good way to catch up. So, yeah, right. this is only my second podcast that I've been on. Second? What was your first podcast? My fantasy football league from back home. They, a couple guys used to do one. Yeah. For our, so it didn't make sense to make it go public. Cause no one would be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> you know, and when I flew home one year, um, they were like, Oh, we need you to be a guest because you are the original, the, the godfather of the league. So well, and you don't even do that anymore. Right. And I quit. I won my last year and I, I retired a champion. I'm actually flying home in a couple of weeks. I'm bringing them the trophy back because I'm going to check a bag. So nice. You did it. Uh, Peyton, was it Peyton Manning style? John Elway. John Elway. John Elway. You're going with John Elway. I, oh man. Uh, I'm not a fan. Of no, no, I went out. Oh, Michael I got Strahan. it. Uh, Michael Strahan. Okay. All right. Um, so I don't have really any social media presence at all. Uh, do you do still, do you still do social media at all? All I have is Twitter, which I don't really tweet. I usually use it for news and stuff. And yeah. then I have Instagram and I really do pictures. Um, but I, I have them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have anyone. So I've got, so this thing I've got set up for Facebook and Twitter and that's it. So if you want to include that, uh, now's the time. If not, um, I realized that the fact, the fact is I would probably gain more from including my Twitter (laughs) information than you on this. So my Twitter is at Jeffy G man. (laughs) J E F F Y G M A N. That's my Twitter. And then my Instagram is, and I can share whatever. If you send me something and need me to share it, I'll promote it. And then that is also my Instagram is at Jeffy G man. So, okay, cool. And you you follow me on on Instagram. I'll I'll follow you on Twitter. How about that? I, I actually, I literally have an account that is not following anyone and has no followers, and I tweeted without any hashtags. You're like a like a rebel. Like, <laughs> Completely <laughs> doing it wrong. I'll start yeah. using the hashtags, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll call you out on there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we're, I'm the, uh, so what, what I have set up for this is Adhocracy Cast, because um, Adhocracy Podcast was one letter too long. It was incredibly frustrating. I spent, like, right before this podcast, I spent probably two hours trying to figure out a podcast, like a Twitter handle to use because I couldn't figure one out that actually made the most sense because adhocracy itself was, was already taken and uh, ad hoc podcast was taken. I don't know, but 
but you're on Spotify, right? So yeah, I already got the trailer. Trailers on Spotify. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm real now. I, yeah, I, I have. I've actually had it on repeat this whole time, <laughs> just so I can get my my views up. So, nice. anyways, this has been great. Um, thanks for thanks for being willing to do this. It, it really has been a a fun conversation, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you on the the SLS because that's a that's a pretty badass thing. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right, talk to you later, man. Hey, man. We'll talk to you later.